Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week's going well. This week, I've got a friend of mine on the podcast with us, Miss Austin Lucas. How are you, Austin? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so thrilled you're here. (laughs) Ladies, I get excited when I get to talk to these young girls. I should say young women leaders, and Austin is one of them. I've got to know Austin over the last couple of years. Well, she's done some internships with Tabernacle in Decatur, and some other things, but I got to know her. She served with us at Awesome last year, and then a project. She's worked with me on one summer, helped me get a project going personally, so I'm grateful for that. But Austin, I invited you because I know you're at that crossroad, getting ready to graduate school and college and see what God's doing. But before we get into that conversation, let the ladies know a little bit about the Austin that I know. Tell them a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am an Illinois girl through and through. So I was raised in Southern Illinois, so a little bit of a small town sort of vibe and was brought up in a Christian home. My dad is a pastor and now he works for IBSA. So that's influenced a lot of just my upbringing and and who I am today. I have a wonderful family who I love very, very much. They have impacted me in so many ways and just helped me grow in my relationship with Christ. And now I have moved on to college and I'm studying counseling and psychology. And you're a senior and attending, where are you at? Southwest Baptist. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of alum out there that's cheering you on right now. So that that's yes. good. That's good. Austin, if you don't, if you don't care, tell us a little bit about your journey getting to Southwest Baptist. And specifically, I know that I know you had some health um, issues that you've had to navigate and have had to navigate as a young girl and now into adulthood. But but if you don't care, share a little bit about what that journey has been like for you. Yeah. So a big part of my life has been my health struggles. And those started when I was about seven years old. So all I've ever known was having these health issues and trying to navigate those things. So yeah, when I was seven, I started um, getting sick with different flares up flare-ups they looked different you know every every time I would get sick it would look a little bit different so during that time I started going to specialists often I feel like it was every other week that I was at a new doctor trying to figure out what could could be going wrong and I didn't get any answers for about six years so when I was 13 years old I finally got a diagnosis but that took so long to get to and the diagnosis was basically we don't really know but this is what we we think is happening. So when I was 13, I was diagnosed with juvenile arthritis, which is very similar to rheumatoid arthritis in the sense of it's very debilitating and does like a lot of damage on your joint. And there's just lots of symptoms that go with that. Um, But as a kid, I really struggled with having this illness because uh, I didn't understand why God was putting me through this and why I had to deal with this. And to be honest with you, I still struggle with those thoughts of, 
I don't get where this is coming from. I don't get what God's doing with this. But yeah, so as I went through high school, things kind of went up and down and I was trying new medicines and things like that. But I was still able to have a consistent life and live like every other teenager would, um, which I'm very thankful for. But when I got to college, that all shifted for me. Um, It was the first time I was alone and didn't have my parents to rely on, especially with health things. Um, I struggled a lot with that. And so I wound up at Southwest Baptist, to be honest, because I had some health needs. And the only way I could figure out how I could go to college away from home and still be able to get those, those needs met was going somewhere where I had a connection. And that was my brother. My brother also goes to Southwest Baptist. And so trying to decide where to go for school was really hard for me because I had dreams. I had ambitions that I wanted to to see come true, but I couldn't. I needed someone to be there for me to kind of take care of me. And I struggled with that a lot because I felt like, God, what are you doing with me if I can't do anything on my own? How are you going to use me if I can't even, you know, live somewhere without a family member nearby sort of thing. And so I really, really struggled with that, trying to navigate how to balance school life, how to balance my spiritual life and my health all at the same time. And I just felt very, very hopeless. And then 2020 came around and there was the pandemic, which made everything worse in a lot of ways. I, um, because of my condition, I have a very weak immune system. So that was very scary for me because if I did get sick, things would not be good. So again, I was back to that that point of hopelessness and God, what are you doing with me here? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. But over the last few years, I've met a lot of different people with very similar situations and similar health conditions. And through that, I've been able to kind of walk with them through their journey. And I've seen how God has just brought those things together here and how having me come here was part of his plan. And even though it didn't make sense to me and it felt like everything was going wrong. There was consistency in that the Lord was faithful and bringing purpose to those health issues. So that was, that's been a big part of part of my journey. Austin, if somebody's just listening and doesn't know you, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at you and I know you, you're this, you, you're just a beautiful young woman. You are. <laughs> and you would not know there's anything physically debilitating about you, you know, just the way you present and to listen, you know, to listen to you just short of God's hand on you. So I watch you, you know, not, I'm not as close as your family, but I know I've admired watching from a distance as you wrestle through things, you know, and, and do them because you do life with your family, but you, you fight to be independent also and do the things that you can do yourself. I, I do have a follow-up question though. When you said you've met several people, are those folks that have come through to go to school and kind of like you're a few steps ahead, so we're able to pour back into them? Or have you met people that's a few steps ahead of you on a similar journey? Yeah. So for the most part, those have been people who are younger than me and I've met through school. I do a lot of work with with my campus and um, have been able to kind of be an ambassador for the campus. And so through that, I've given a lot of people like tours of the campus and have talked to them about, you know, what are your concerns? What are you anxious about? And there have been several people who who have similar situations. I think of one student in particular, he's in a in a wheelchair and meeting him, our situations are so different, drastically different. But we were able to connect on a level of, you know, I want to be independent, but my health is not allowing that. And so I've 
been able to talk to him over the last two years and help him kind of navigate that and how the Lord has used that in my life here. And he is finally here on this campus with us. So it's been really cool to see situations like that, where I've had this connection and I was wrestling with it myself, but was able to let the Lord work through me to to help others navigate this, this situation as well. That's fantastic. Well, I know that you've got a heart for international and I know that you've got a job waiting for you as you graduate and you graduate in May or December? In December. In yeah, December. December. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> a note to Carmen, my graduation card. That's a couple of months away. So wow. <laughs> That's really good. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about what your next step is after school, maybe the why behind it, but also how, how God's navigated your steps to that. Yeah. So once I graduate in December, I'll be working at an adoption agency. This is the same adoption agency that my little sister was adopted through and my mom also works there. So it's been crazy to see, especially over the last few months, how God has been working this into my life. I remember when I was about 13 years old. So when I started, got my diagnosis with my health, I was reading this book about a young woman who traveled to Africa and she started an orphanage and was able to adopt all these children. And my dream was to be just like her. I would tell my family, I want to be used the same way that this young lady was used. But because of my health issues, that was not an option. You know, I knew from the beginning I couldn't go and travel and live overseas in a rural area. So I was heartbroken by that because I didn't understand where my my passion would line up with what what God was going to use me for. But now working at the adoption agency, I'm able to see that connection of God was sparking this love for the orphans and for the less fortunate in my heart at a young age. And now that's that's kind of come to fulfillment. So it's been cool to see that I've worked at the orphan or I'm sorry, the adoption agency for about three years, just doing Um, like some office work, things like that, but also learning kind of the ropes behind all of it. And so I'm really excited to see just how God's going to take that one, one more step further and to see the, the, the kids that I'll be able to work with and the families. Um, I do think adoption is such a special thing. And I think it's the perfect picture of God's love for us and the way that he adopts us into his family. So I'm very excited to, to start that, that journey again. Excited for you. So what will you be doing? What will your exact job be, Austin? Yes. So I will be a case worker. So for the most part, I'll be working with families, taking them through the process of all the lots of paperwork, things like that, but also kind of being someone there to give them reassurance and help them understand the process, help them understand the kids that that they might be adopting. Um, And then I'll also get to help them kind of connect with those children as well. So yeah, that'll, that'll be the the majority of the work that I'll be doing. Will you have any role in the transition once they're connected with their child, you know, once the adoption's finished and they start living here, is there some kind of an ongoing relationship? Yeah. So once the adoption is finalized and the child is back in the States, they, we have a process of different reports that we have to go through. So um, we'll have 
a connection with them for about two years, kind of just depending on the child. But we do lots of cool things um, within the agency. Um, every summer we do like a picnic where all the families get to to come together. So you get to re rekindle those those relationships with with the families, which is really special to see. And then it's it's one of those things where you've made this connection with the the parents for a year to two years and so they are always checking back in and you get to hear about how the how the process is going and how the kids are doing okay what about international travel will you travel some yes so i have been privileged over this this last summer in july um i got to go to colombia for the first time since my sister was adopted and we took a trip to go visit children specifically with Down syndrome. But once we got there, we found many more children with all kinds of special needs. So we got to meet over 50 different children personally in different orphanages and foster homes. We traveled to two different cities within Colombia, and we just got to meet the kids. We made videos. Um, We had a team go with us that makes like professional videos for the children to kind of advocate for them and improve their chances of being adopted. So that was that was really cool to see, very special. And hopefully in the future, I'll be able to go back and um, visit other countries as well. That's fantastic. I think you just navigate the, the landscape so well, friend, you do. And <laughs> even though there's the health journey, and just, again, from the outside looking in, sometimes I watch you and it can seem like you've taken two strong steps forward to where I'm sure not for you, but for somebody like me, I can almost forget that you even struggle with anything. And then it's like, you can take a hard blowback, but you mm-hmm. always come up. You're too young to remember those little punching bags where you'd hit them and they'd bounce right back. They had sand in the bottom, but that is so you, that is, that is so you. I'm, I'm, I'm just proud of you. Can I say that? I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you and excited to watch as you get ready to graduate and start this next this next step. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, talk to um, some somebody that may be listening in that may have a child right now that's dealing with some health needs that may, maybe, maybe they're somewhere on their journey or they are somewhere on the journey where they've heard you speak you were at one time. Maybe they're just trying to figure out a diagnosis. Maybe they're the one that they feel like their kids took a step forward and then they're getting knocked back. Or maybe they're the one that's sitting there with that child that's wrestling out, realizing this is my dream, but I can't see any way possible for this dream to to come to fruition. Or even yet, they're the ones sitting there having the conversation with why God, why God. Speak some words into into that that woman, Austin. Yeah, so I think it is one of the most tough things to see a child go through. I just know from hearing my parents talk about it, it's just very hard to see a child, your child hurt in such a way where nobody has the answers. And just those feelings that you're having of hopelessness and um, what are we going to do? I would just give advice of remember that child is having those those same feelings but 20 times stronger and they may be young and not really know what's going on but um in the years to come they they may they'll have those those thoughts and those conversations with god and those conversations with you of this was hard and and i struggled with this so just maintaining hope i think that there's you know no way to to have that strong of a hope except for through the lord Um, So that reliance is so important. I remember when I was a lot younger, I had people in my life that would say to me, you know, 
you just need a little more faith. You're not being healed because you just need a little more faith. And now I know that 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 wasn't true. My my parents would tell me that's not true. You know, like the Lord has a plan for this. You can't see it, but he really does. So I, I think just reminding like the child and and even yourself like it's not not your fault it's not anybody's fault it's just part of the plan it's part of the process it's part of the fight that you're gonna go through i think those those were the biggest things for me to to kind of wrestle with and and remember when i was younger but i never thought that i would be graduating college i i did not think that was a possibility especially living independently and on my own there was no way and I know that, that that was not possible without the Lord, without relying on Him. And that's very, very hard to, to get through. It's very hard to release all that control that you thought you needed, that you thought you had. But once you do, once you get to that point, it's just so much easier and, and so much more joyful to see how the Lord is working. And I have bad days, of course. Uh, whenever I'm, I'm not feeling well, whenever I have flare-ups, it's a little bit harder to realize that but I think having people in my life as well to remind me like I know you don't feel good I know that this is hard but the Lord's got you he's pulled you through the through these things before and he's gonna do do that again so I think just having that little piece of hope and that reliance on the Lord definitely has created resilience in me and I think that's helped my parents as well as as they have seen me go through this amen. so amen yeah. Austin if this is just if this is too personal you don't have have to answer it but you use the word flare-ups a flare-up is not some little thing I mean it's pretty extensive when you have a flare-up with the medical the the plan of care looks like can you give us a glimpse of that so people understand what what a flare-up means in your life yeah definitely I think since I've been dealing with this for so long I can kind of become not aware of how how severe it is or you know it's not normal to have these things but yeah so whenever I have a flare-up uh, it looks different every time but I'll, I'll speak a little bit so when I was first starting on this journey so I would have a flare-up and my whole body my joints and everything would just be so swollen um, and so excruciating to move or anything. I remember times in my life where, you know, I'd have to use a wheelchair or I would be crawling around to try to get around on my own. And that's that's kind of the point that I was at with my illness. But I think more than that, it takes a toll on, toll on you psychologically as well. Of I can't do anything on my own. I can't walk. I can't brush my teeth. I can't even turn my head without crying. That's how painful it gets. So it really just takes on my entire body and makes every piece of life very difficult to do and I think one of the the biggest things for me when I was a kid, especially, is whenever I would have these flare-ups, I would miss so much school, and I just wasn't able to live how I wanted to. I wasn't able to go to school. I was having to teach myself, and my parents were having to teach me. I wasn't able to go to church during those times, and that was very hard because I missed out on all of this social connection and growing with my peers and my relationship with the Lord. So it's it's really more than just like a physical thing. It, it affects every piece of your life. Yeah. Yeah, well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I, I just know there's a lot of people that are on the journey or walking it with a child and, and it's hard and it can be done. But like you're saying, somebody probably with the best intentions saying, man, if you just had increased faith, it just doesn't work like that sometimes. So I appreciate the transparency there. So as we wrap up, I love to ask this question. You've referenced where would I be without God? You know, always turn to him. 
what does your what does your journey with God look like? What is, what is your rhythm? That's my new word. You know, I guess it's everybody's word too. It seems to be becoming popular. But what does your rhythm look like with spending time with Jesus? That that abiding to be to be a disciple with Him because we know He's getting ready to use you on a mission field through adoption. But we also know that God's more interested in what He's doing in us than anything He wants to do through us. Yeah, definitely. I think especially over the last two to three years, what God has been doing most is reminding me of the importance of prayer and the power of prayer. I think finding the ability to have constant prayer and constant communication with the Lord and realizing that that was not just a perk of of being a Christian, but that that was essential. I needed that. So that's been a a big part of it is, you know, they can be small prayers, they can be big prayers, but through every situation, just having that reminder in my head of, I need to be praying for people. I need to be thanking God for what he's doing. And I need to be praying for myself as well. That's kind of the biggest rhythm that I've had to find um, over the last several years. But I think also just diving into the word, I have kind of switched gears a little bit within the last year of I love a good devotional, but there's nothing better than just solid Bible. Um, Sometimes you just need to read the Bible And that can be hard. It can be really hard to find that consistency in that. But I think that that's what makes the biggest difference in my life is when I'm not just listening to other people's opinions about the Bible or suggestions, but rather I'm hearing the the word of God just straight up the word of God and what, what he's saying. And I think that plays into prayer a lot as well of you know, I'm talking to God, but then I'm listening as well. That's good. That's good. Ladies, let that be a reminder. You know, we're not meant to do this journey alone. And so we pick each other up. We walk together. You know, we always meet God in the word first, but we can learn, right? What is What are other people doing? And let that model. So if you're not connected with us, get connected. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or come to our website, ibsa.org backslash women and check out some of the resources there that can help you get started on a journey with God, you know, especially in that in that Bible study. And Austin, you've heard me you've heard me ref- reference. She was with us last year at Austin, which is our student girls conference. She'll be with us again this year, but this year she's actually going to MC the conference. So the girls loved her, and they're going to get to um, build even a stronger relationship with Austin this year at Austin. So make sure you get your students there. You can find out information about that on our on our website. So Austin, give a quick commercial for awesome for us why should they send their student girls yeah so like Ms. Carmen said last year I was at awesome and I was leading breakouts but I think that that was such a great opportunity for me to grow spiritually um, even as you know a leader in that and so you just are able to find community with other um, young ladies and to have a good godly weekend where you can kind of dive into the inner workings of your relationship with Christ as well as having that community with others so I think it's it's a really special thing to be able to gather with so many different ladies that are in your, your same situation. Super. Thank you. It's kind of like what you're talking about, that young man that you get to pour into at campus. It just, it never, it, it, it never fails that somebody meets somebody from another school or another church or whatever. And some of those connections just take off because we do have a lot of small churches across the state and, and um, sometimes some have a few students. So this is just such a good way for people to say, Oh, it's not just me. There's, there's other people living this life for God. So. 
That's good. Austin, thank you again for joining us this week. Yes, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, friend. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, ladies, we want to thank you for joining us this week. Um, if you've heard something that, you know, you would just like to go a little bit deeper or maybe have a question for Miss Austin. Austin, can I share your contact in our episode notes? Yes, of course. All right, I'll do that. I'll share an email address so that you can reach out. You can reach out to her again. You can meet her. Um, come talk to her at Awesome. That'll happen in November. But we thank you for joining this week. We want you to have a wonderful Friday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this fall weather. Have a blessed Sabbath. And I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.